Folks, welcome back to another episode of Fallen Badge. Episode today is going to be the murder of Officer Noah Chanavez, Elwood Police Department, Indiana. Folks, this episode is from a request by Trooper Banter. The story's going to center around the town of Elwood, Indiana, which is about a 45-50 minute drive north of Indianapolis. But before we get to the particulars of Elwood, And Officer Shanavez, we're going to go back in time a little bit to November 30th, 2006, when our suspect was stopped by two Indianapolis officers. They got out of the car to approach his vehicle, and he started cranking off rounds at them. Now, he fired, they estimate, seven rounds. Three of them hit the squad car. So then they had a long chase. And they finally got him jammed up, got him stopped. Now, inside his Suburban, he had the 9mm pistol. And he had an AK-47 with a drum magazine. Usually holds somewhere around 50 or 75 rounds. Now he went to trial and the jury found him guilty of everything except attempted murder on the police officers, which I, I would say I find that shocking, but with jurors, you never, uh, you never can tell what they're going to do. I don't know how shooting at somebody's not attempted murder. I bet you if you let me crank some rounds off at you, I bet you'd want me charged with attempted murder. But anyway, so he's given a 25-year sentence. Goes to prison. And he does about 13 years. He gets out in August of 2019. So this extremely violent offender's released after doing about half his time back out onto the streets. Noah Shanavez, he'd been a police officer with the Elwood Department for about 11 months. Now, he'd been in the Army, military police when he was in the Army. He was real close with his family, his mom and dad and his brother and sister. Elwood's a small town, close-knit town. It's July 31st, 2022. Now, Officer Shanavez is working the midnight shift one-man car. Not about 
2.07 a.m. He advises a dispatcher over the radio that he's going to make a traffic stop. On Highway 37, the cross street was West Madison County Road, 1000 North. Stop location is just a little south of where Highway 13 turns into Anderson Street, which runs into downtown Elwood. Now, he gave the tag number of the vehicle. It was a white Buick LaCrosse. Now, not just a few seconds after he told the dispatcher he was stopping the car, he advises the driver's gotten out and he's armed with a gun. In fact, the dispatcher heard the gunshots. Now, we're not really sure what traffic infraction the suspect may have committed that caused Officer Chavez to take notice of him and to stop him. Now, the question you may ask yourself is, why did the suspect decide to go on and jump out of his car and kill the officer. Well, we know he didn't like the police. He'd already shown that from his history. and He made a rap song about killing police. But see, he's on parole with the state of Indiana. If he gets caught with a pistol and a Offshoot version of an AK-47 with an extended banana clip on it, and open beer and ecstasy tablets, which means he's probably DUI as well. He's pretty well revoked his parole, and then the feds are gonna indict him as a convicted felon in possession of a handgun. So there's no way our suspect's gonna let that happen. But again, I, I don't understand why you do all that. You, you're still gonna get caught. Uh, just one of those, you, you, you don't think about the consequences of your actions, you just commit the actions because that's all you know how to do. Now, so after the gunshots are heard over the radio, Cars make the scene out there on Highway 37. According to the crime scene investigation, the suspect fired 36 rounds into the squad car. Officer Chavez is hit multiple times in the head and body. And then he leaves the scene. Now, I don't know how long it took responding officers to get there to the shooting location. And anyways, the broadcast is put out on the white Buick. They got the they had the tag number, so they've got a name. Now, obviously, you don't know if that's the person driving the car, but it wouldn't take them long to figure out the fellow that owns that car is a 
likes to shoot at the police, so, so you figure at best he probably had a four or five minute head start before the first officers got on the scene and confirmed what was going on. So Officer Chanavez made that traffic stop 2.07 a.m. Within 30 seconds, he's dead. Figure it takes him four or five minutes to get on the scene to verify that something's happened. Then the broadcast goes out for that vehicle, that tag number. At 2.25 a.m., Hamilton County Sheriff's Deputy He's rolling along Highway 37 northbound. Now, it could have been he just was sitting at 216 and 37. Either way, at that intersection right there, he sees a Buick LaCrosse rolling southbound on Highway 37. He gets in behind it and refuses to stop. Tag number going to match up, so now they know they got the suspect vehicle. So you see, that's that's how much freedom this moron gave himself for murdering Officer Shanavez. 18 minutes. Now that Hamilton County is behind him, he ain't going to get loose. And rest assured, they're going to run him to ground. Now, this chase continued along Highway 37. I don't know where the suspect was going. Maybe he didn't know, but it sure seemed like he was trying to get into Indianapolis and maybe lose himself in the big city, but he didn't divert off that main road. Now, from the time he gets picked up by the first Hamilton County deputy, they go about eight miles on this chase. They get down to Highway 37 and 141. Right around that intersection there, they deploy stop sticks. And they do get a hit. His, I believe it's his left front tire deflated. Now, of course, he didn't pull over and stop. He kept going, but it sure does limit his ability to to do a whole lot when the tire goes flat and then he's riding the rim. Of course, by this time, too, there's no telling how many agencies are involved in this pursuit, either officially or unofficially, but I promise you it wasn't just Hamilton County deputies on this. I imagine anybody with a badge and a gun and within a 30-mile radius was... If they weren't heading that way, they were somewhere in the convoy of squad cars. And if I was unprofessional, I would say I'm sorry instead of deploying stop sticks, they didn't deploy a bolt and scope. So the suspect, he gets on to... I-69 there off of 37. He's still moving along, just he ain't moving along too swiftly anymore. City of Fishers, Police Department. I suppose they jammed him up on the Jersey barriers there on the interstate, finally got him stopped. And it looked like it was just a little north of 
exit 106. Now, he still had his pistol and his rifle in the car, but I guess the suspect didn't want to shoot it out with a bunch of police because then he might get hurt. So he surrendered and he's taken into custody. Now, the defendant in this case, he's facing a murder charge, unlawful possession of a firearm by a serious violent felon, two counts of resisting law enforcement. Now, Mr. Cummins, who's a Attorney General from Madison County there in Indiana. He's asking for the death penalty. Now there is no doubt if anyone deserves the death penalty, this fellow here deserves the death penalty. Every second he breathes, he's just a threat to take the life of someone else. Now the sad part is, is that he's guilty. There is no doubt about that. I don't think there's any question as to that. I'm sure he'll probably go for the old mental incompetency. I was mistreated as a child routine, but he'll probably get the death penalty. I think he deserves it, but he's going to appeal it all the way through the state system, all the way to the Indiana Supreme Court. Then he'll start in the federal system and work it all the way up to the Supreme Court. And then he'll start all over again. Now, I'm 60 years old. God willing, I'll live to be about 75 or 80, so I might still be alive to see this, this pitiful excuse for a human being executed, but I don't know. But he sure did take the life of a good man. Just, to, just every one of these cases, the same thing. Good people's lives taken by terrible, awful people that need to be confined. And in almost every one of these cases, somebody that never should have been released the first time. But that's the system we deal with. That's why you should keep an eye on your state government. Definitely want to know what the director of corrections is doing in your state because, folks, every day thousands of violent felons are released across this country thousands and thousands of them in every state. Just keep that in mind. If harm comes to you or your family, just rest assured that odds are overwhelming that that person should have still been in prison. And you can thank the Department of Corrections in your state for allowing that to happen. Officer Noah Jacob Chanavez. End of watch, July 31st, 2022.